What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside my two floating AJ heads and your boy, AJ Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going? You know, my mom told me when I was young that I would always know when I finally made it. And in this moment, watching the background of my face plastered all over your background, Let's me know that I have made it, and it's a very exciting moment. Mama, your boy's famous. <laughs> Mama, I'm on TV. Love me, love me, love me. <laughs> You're on TV not once, not twice, but three times here. Three times. So you, you've made Mama proud, man. She's got to be proud now. You're, I mean, your face is like, this This is amazing. This is, this is, how does it feel? <laughs> How's your day going? How's your week been? Mm. It's uh, weird that it's hump day already, man. Like, it, it's Wednesday already. This week has blown by. It could be because of all the excitement of just getting to the show. It could be because of all the excitement of us having a new president. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, hey, you know, on okay, so now, okay, you, you've opened this door now. You've opened this door. Now we're going to talk about it, okay? okay. No, no okay. we're not going to plug anything before I know. Okay, let's did you see what Rand? Did you hear or see what Randy Moss said about Jacksonville, the city of Jacksonville? No, I did not. So he, and this is what bothers me, and this is what for all you watching at home, this is what you'll get different at the Rough Cut Sportscast. <laughs> not the same like political garbage that you see on sports shows. I say leave that kind of stuff out, okay? But Randy Moss, Hall of Famer Randy Moss, decided to take a shot at Jacksonville during his uh, spiel when he was talking about Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville being the right place to go for a sports team, but the actual city of Jacksonville being an absolute crap city. Like, that's what he, ba- he – not word for word. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. But he basically right, said right. there's too much crime and, and corruption and criminal activity in Jacksonville. So, like, basically Urban Meyer needs Ooh. to not only change the team – but he needs to change the city of Jacksonville. Come on, like leave that out. Leave that out. There's no need to start bashing Jacksonville for that. Okay, whether whoa, the city, is like, yeah, I'm. I swear to God, dude. I whoa. swear to God. I, I hear you, but like, what? Do you, what makes you think that Urban Meyer has enough pull to just come in and change the city? Like he, I know he's American renowned for what he's done in college coaching and whatnot. But nothing has ever stuck out to me, and I lived in Gainesville when Urban Meyer was there. Nothing has ever stuck out to me that says Urban Meyer comes in and changes communities. Everything he's ever done, from what I've seen, has been stuck around football, focused on football. Why does that even have to be said? Why does that even have to be? Like, we are both in school right now to be broadcasters. I don't get why that has to be brought up when you're talking about Urban Meyer coming to Jacksonville and creating a culture change. We're talking football here. You don't have to bring in the city, okay? There's no reason for it. That's not true, though, because that's not true. Like, But I get what you're saying coming from a coach perspective, but it has been very clear, if not over this last year, but over the last four years, that it is becoming a bigger deal for athletes and successful sports organizations to be a big helping hand in the community. It's becoming bigger and bigger that they're giving back to the communities that they're living in. So the first thought process that comes to mind is, of course, get it done on the field. But secondary, you got to make sure you're you're promoting change in your surrounding areas. 
And so they're going to bring that up because people are talking about it over and over again. You can think it, take it to the basketball aspect. Kyrie Irving just finally got back to the Nets, and he spent his whole 15-minute press conference talking about how important it is for him to be giving back and helping people around his community. That's a big thing in sports today. But when you're analyzing something, though, it doesn't make sense to me to be bringing that up. If you're trying to analyze what Urban Meyer has to come and do in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer's not going to do Dan Campbell's going to Detroit. Come on. that. Would you, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to get it. (laughs) All we're here though. I want to let everyone know, first off, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the rough cut sportscast. Be sure to hit, actually be sure to smash Hulk smash that share button. Okay. I want to see broken keyboard hashtag broken keyboard when you're sharing (laughs) this show. Okay. That's what I want to see because you guys, all of you lovely listeners need to hit that share button so we can really build this community and get it going. AJ, tell them where they can follow. Well, right here where all of you wonderful, lovely followers get to on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports. And then once you get bored of that, you want to see what we got going on on our Twitter feed because it is blowing up as always. You can get us there at Rough Cut underscore sports. And then on Instagram, if you guys need, feel free to go ahead and tag us in your Instagram stories and put photos up on our Instagram page as well. We'd love to see what you guys like in the sports world. And you can do that at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Everywhere you go, the Rough Cut should be on your mind. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that subscribe, share, share, share. Tell everybody. Six-star content, baby. Six-star content. Sorry I didn't load up the graphic there. The video somehow disappeared in our log here. So here you go. There it is. (laughs) All of the the correct. For for the past three weeks now, AJ has been telling me to fix our social media graphic because our Facebook has been wrong all three times. Now it is finally right, and it wasn't even loaded up. Thank you Mm. so much. Mm. But either way. Like it says right now on the video, like, subscribe, share, and of course, tell everybody. AJ has gone down the family tree so many times. <laughs> he doesn't need to go through it again. And of course, this show is sponsored by Halftime Sports Collectibles.com, the best place to get your sports memorabilia. AJ, right before the show, I brought up the fact that there was a sign, Brian Dawkins sign, Philadelphia Eagles mini helmet on there on sale right now. I mean, come on, man. This Hall of Fame type stuff here on HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. If you're not there, I mean, you're just messing up, okay? My birthday is one week away. And if you haven't already gotten something for me from Halftime Sports Collectibles, you're a terrible friend. You're a terrible friend. Just letting you know. It's like you know. It's like you know. know. I got to tell you, Brian Dawkins, man. Probably my favorite defensive player of all time. Like he was, he was, he was the guy when I was really coming up and understanding football and liking what football was. He and Ed Reed, of course, like those guys, those big, strong, hard hitting safeties, the Adam Archuletas and the Aeneas Williams of the world. Like those type, ah, Brian Dawkins was probably my favorite though. Like that mini helmet, you know, I know my birthday may be like six months away to the date, but if you want to get it in early, go ahead. I mean, you can just go ahead and grab that for me. It could be a birthday present for you to get me a gift. Like, you know, I'm famous. I'm all over your background, you know. So if you have gifted me enough here, I think you have gifted me not one, but two different <laughs> things here. I think, I think it's enough, though. Who's your favorite? We did this completely off the rails here. Who's your favorite player all time? All time favorite player. Go. 
Fans, let us know football? in the chat who your favorite football player of all time is. Yeah. I mean, for for me, it, it's it's too easy, man. Like it, for me, it's 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 got it's got to be work done for me. Like he's my all time favorite player from every level. He was the guy. He's the reason I like football, and I say this all the time too. Like I'm not like star studded. Like don't get me wrong. I see a famous person, like oh that's really cool. If I get the chance to meet him more often than not, shake your hand. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to do what you do. I appreciate all of the entertainment you give me. Probably not going to ask for the autograph. You know, they get that all the time from everybody. If I meet Warwick Dunn. Done deal. Star study kit. I, I need Dundee. his autograph. I need a picture. I'm totally fanboy. Like, I, I still to this day remember the 83-yard catch and run for the touchdown against the Florida Gators. That's why I'm an FSU fan. Then he played for the Falcons and the Bucks. I mean, like, what else could I want? Like, you you huh? can't go I say you can't go wrong. Yeah. You played for literally all of your teams there, and it's like it's you just yeah. can't so, can't go wrong. It, 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 it's word done for me. And he was a stand-up guy too, man. Like at a time when the NFL was looked at as players who were just causing commotion because they had more money than they knew what to do with, that was never word done. Word done was always giving back. Him and the barbers at that time, like I mean, just a stand-up guy. Just a good dude. Sure. What, what about you? Just a good dude. Mine's Darrell Rivas, man. I was ra- the thing is Fun. I was raised on Jets football. My dad literally named me after Vinny Testaverde when he played for the Jets. Thanks, Dad. Uh, but <laughs> Darrell Rivas was my favorite player growing up. Him and oddly enough, Santana Moss. I had yeah, Santana- that was a good name. I had a Santana Moss Jets jersey when I was a kid. I also had like like he was like one of my first football cards that had the jersey inside of the card. You know, you remember that thing? Those things are yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. But Revis and Santana Moss, both those guys right there are literally the guys. Hey, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> I don't know if you're apologizing for the fact that my name is Vinny and I'm named after Vinny Testaverde. Hey, there it is. He's here. He's here. The man himself, the man that gave life to myself here is on the show. Shout out, Dad. Papa Milani, what up? <laughs> but, but Darrell Revis, Santana Moss are my two guys. AJ, there's something on my mind though that we have to talk about before we have. It was autographed. It was it was autographed. Mm. That is a fact. But AJ, before we get into what's going on in today's show, which is obviously obviously you can see it in the title, we're talking playoffs today. It's conference championship time. Mm. Chiefs, mm. Chiefs and Bills, Packers, Bucks. But first, we're not getting into that because what AJ is wearing right now has to be discussed. What what you are wearing right now, what you have, mm-hmm. shoulders of yours. Tell them what's on it. Tell them what's on it before we even get into it. Come on, tell them. Tell them. Oh, I'm a tell shower, them. except I can't spin all the way because my desk is too small. I'm just saying, I mean, it, can this be? Because it's a sad, sad day in NFL football. This guy, this guy right here, Mr. Deshaun Watson, the only reason the Houston Texans are relevant is going through the ringer with a trash organization once again this organization has let people down and it is going furious like i'm excited to see all this smoke and how this goes down with deshaun watson the houston texas organization there's so many moving parts here i got this for two reasons one one of my favorite players yes i know he went to clemson i get that he's not a falcon i get that but Deshaun Watson embodies football. You want to see football? You want to see a football savant, a student of the game, somebody who plays with his heart on the field? Deshaun Watson. 
This guy's one of my favorite people. I had to get him, and I wanted this jersey before he was gone. I want to remember what was <laughs> and what's going to come after. I could have waited for his new for his new team and got that jersey, but there was just something about it. You know, I wanted to remember the lasting efforts of Deshaun Watson. Also, his career season: forty-eight hundred passing yards, thirty-three touchdowns, only seven interceptions to the year. Led a trash team to four more wins than they should have had. I wish they would have got the first pick this year. So, so there has been a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson, though, with obviously the trash organization. He's on. He could be on the market. He could be sent somewhere else. You hear about it all. That you've been hearing about it all over the sports world. I don't want to get into like whether or not they should trade him or whether or not they should trade him or whether they should keep him or how to fix it or whatever or what went wrong. <laughs> There is one team out there right now that I will say has to trade for Deshaun Watson. Has to. This is a must. Dante brought up Washington. That's not it. The New York Jets have (laughs) to trade for Deshaun Watson. I like Sam Darnold. I do. I really do. I would love, I would love for the Jets to build around Sam Darnold. I like the guy a lot. But the rumors are out there, man. The Miami Dolphins are are in on Deshaun Watson. There's there's definitely something going on with Miami and Deshaun Watson possibly. And another team that's also that could be in on Deshaun Watson is the New England Patriots. There are two teams in their division that are in on Deshaun Watson. So if the Jets the Jets have the most capital, the most the most assets to trade for a guy like Deshaun Watson. If you miss this opportunity and he ends up in your division, this is a huge, huge mistake, man. A huge mistake. Well, here's the thing. So I, I was hearing all this Jets talk, and, and the first the first thought process that came to my mind was, why? <laughs> like, why? Why the Jets? The second thought process was, oh, man, I don't want to root for the Jets. <laughs> That's literally how I would like to see you in that Jets jersey, okay? I want to see never, it. Would ne- no, wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. Really? I, I couldn't do it. It just there's just something wrong about putting a Jets jersey on it. It my my skin is crawling right now thinking about it. Like I I don't I just don't I'm not a I'm not a I can't. I'm sorry. Where do you but, think you go or what well, what do you think about the well, Jets? Well, 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 here's the thing with the Jets. Like if you go to the Jets, I don't think much changes for him because this is what if he gets traded. If Deshaun Watson gets traded, this is going to be one of the biggest trades in NFL history. And right now the Jets. Trade package is so beautiful because they have two first-round picks this year, one of them being top three. They have two first-round picks next year. How many of those picks you think are gone getting Deshaun Watson? At least three, right? So how are you going to put anything around him? We have already talked about how this Jets team is already atrocious. So if you get Deshaun Watson, you're not going to be able to help him. He's going to have a crap line. He's going to have Jamison Crowder as his only receiver. He's going to have a defense that cycles in cornerbacks more like week in week out so you don't want that you don't want that trouble he's in the same where, place where do you think he is best fit i mean out of the teams that are listed we talk about washington being a team san francisco being a team we talk about miami being a possible destination carolina all these teams that need quarterbacks should be in on deshaun watson i have to ask you where is the best place for a quarterback to go in this in today's NFL, and this is not this is not even necessarily talking about Deshaun Watson. The draft is coming up. There's multiple teams that need quarterbacks in this draft. 
where is the best place for a quarterback? I mean, with with that thought process, the Jets do look pretty because if you're not giving away all those assets, the things that you can build around a QB is something that's going to be really nice. You got a new a new head coach. They're headed in a different direction. I do believe Salah is going to do a great, great job with that team. We may not see it immediately, but they will absolutely be a better team than they were this past season. I do want to stick on the Sean Watson one because you didn't bring up a team that I think would be good, but it's going to be hard-pressed to go there. The Indianapolis Colts is a great place for Deshaun Watson to go to. Now, it's going to be harder because it's the same division, and I know Houston doesn't want to do that, but Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. He has to sign off on the team he's going to. So if he tells them that he wants the Colts in the mix and they have to end up trading him, you best believe that conversation will happen. But they have a great defense. They have a plethora of tight ends and you know Deshaun Watson likes his tight ends the young receiver Michael Pittman is getting better T.Y. Hilton is still serviceable he's not the stud we used to see him go with but with a QB like Deshaun Watson he absolutely can return to form so the Colts has a great a great opportunity to make something really big of a star player and here's the kicker any team that gets Deshaun it's 10 million dollars on your salary next year you're not even wasting anything so you can it's it's not it's the second and third year you're worried about that's but that's the thing. What do you do after that, though? Because that, that's the thing. I guess you can build around that for one year. So, ba- so basically, no. cap hit, but because his cap hit is so little, the first year when you get him, you have to go all in. You have to go all in on Deshaun Watson that first year because that second year, you're not going to be able to pay guys to come in and make this team better. Whatever team he goes to, you're not going to be able to. His cap hit is insane after that first year. But that's why you can't do something like the Jets, because if they have to think about that a year down the road, you're not going to have any money to make them better. And they've got a plethora of salary right now, but it doesn't matter. It's Deshaun Watson. I'll pay whatever he wants to have a young Deshaun Watson in his prime still getting better. Charge me $200 million. I don't care. It's Deshaun Watson. You're right, though. With this 10, with this $10 million coming up this season, you want to go in as much as you can. you got to make those moves in free agency, which is why a move needs to be done sooner than later because you need to know what you're getting into. This can't be a trade that happens after the draft for a team. That, that's not something that's going to work out quite well for you if you wait till after the draft, unless you're already set everywhere else but quarterback. And I can't think of a team like that, except no, I, the Indianapolis Colts. I think I – think I, to go with my question that I asked before with the who, which team is the best location for a quarterback, it's Indianapolis. That's the easiest place. Yeah. Like literally now with Phillip Rivers retiring, you have one of the best O-lines in the National Football League. Your defense is one of the best in the league as well. Is top what? I think I think Indianapolis' defense is top 12 in the league. And yeah. then – And they were much better than that before the end of the season. They kind of faltered. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's like you have a great team. You have a great offensive line. A lot of rumors were for Carson Wentz going there to be reunited with Frank Reich. That remains to be seen. But either way, Indianapolis is the team to go to, I think, for a quarterback position. I'm excited to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. We will obviously have it here at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Bailey yeah, will think about it as soon as it happens. Your num- yeah, we are your number one place for any type of sports content, okay? Number one place you know what else is number one? The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, you. Oh, he's got, oh he's got, look at that segue. Yeah, he's he, got he's doing big one. things, Vinny Testaverde. He's doing big I, things. You know, I tried to segue. Normally, my segues just get, I just lose track of what I want to segue. So, but either way, 
Like this right now. Train wreck. Train wreck. We just crashed. <laughs> well, here, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Can I do a shameless plug real quick? Of course you can do a shameless plug. And it's shameless because it's about us and some of the other things that we have going on here at the Rough Cut Sportscast. You remember when we told the people we wanted to bring them content? We wanted to give them things to watch? Well, today we locked down an agreement with each other. <laughs> and some of the guest spots we've had on the Rough Cut Sunday, Championship Day. We will be live before the first game. Halftime of the second game, or the first game, after the first game, before the second game, halftime of the second game, at the end of the game. We are breaking down championship week all throughout the day. So hopefully you guys can log in with us, see what we're talking about, give us your opinions on how the games are breaking down and breaking in. And, you know, predictions are always welcome on what's going to happen on championship week. I'm excited for Sunday. No better way to watch football, but then to get on and talk about it right afterwards. And there's no better place to be than right here with the Rough Cut Sportscast. I mean, come on. We are trying to build a community here. This chat right now for our live shows, we literally switched from recording our shows to these live shows for this chat, right? We have uh, chats buzzing today, man. It's buzzing. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, after the show, if you stick around, it's the final countdown. And we talk, we literally just talk with you guys, the fans, about whatever you want. It could be questions. It could be talking points. It could be what you had for dinner. We don't care. It'll be the final countdown, and that's only available for you beautiful people who are attending this live. But if you're not and you're just listening to the show, we thank you anyways. We appreciate you. But, AJ, let's get into these playoffs. Let's show the viewers at home what the brackets are looking like, what the bracket right now mm. is looking like, I mm. should say. The mm. Chiefs beat the Browns. The Bills beat the Ravens. Shout out to your bracket. The Packers beat the Rams. And the Bucks beat the Saints. We might have seen the last of Drew Brees, which we have to bring up, of course. Let's start there, man. The Bucks beating the saints is this it of is this is this it for drew Brees? i don't i all right let's start by saying i hope not <laughs> i really hope not i want to see him do that last year that that final year um but i i think it's likely you you have to give him a reason to be back next season i mean this squad he's been with now three four years in a row going deep into the playoffs except for this year with the adding adding of the extra game and whatnot. It's just, you know, if you haven't gotten over the hump, what's to make you believe you will in one more go at it? I mean, you had one of the best defenses in the league this year. Your offense was a little bit lower, and Drew Brees is the type of guy who's always been honest with himself. And he can take the injury out of it and look himself in the mirror and say that it's a good chance that a lot of the offense taking a small step back was on him. It wasn't his best year. Doesn't mean he's done having great years, though, and that may be a way he decides to look at it. I, I hope not. You know, he, he said this game has to leave him before he leaves it, but that might have been the case. So he's apparently told Glazer that he's retiring. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else to agree with that, but he and he looked like he needed to. It's bad to say, but he didn't look good. He did not look good, and it's it's you know what it is. It's really. And I love bringing this up. I've talked to Bailey about this all the time because he hates Tom Brady. This really is a special time for Tom Brady. He's 43 years old, and we're talking yeah. about Drew Brees breaking down. Phillip Rivers is retiring. Big Ben doesn't look like he's really much of mm. himself anymore. And Tom mm. Brady, 43 years old, and just 
playing good football. He's not playing great football. He didn't yeah. have a let's be honest here. He didn't have a great game against New Orleans. Playing the football he needs to be playing. Exactly. He did what he had to do. They move on. They face the Packers after the Packers beat the Rams. But let's go over to this AFC side here. You, my friend, in your bracket, in your most recent bracket, you said that the Ravens would beat the Bills. They did not. And you're hurt. You're hurt right now, aren't you? You're not feeling good. I mean, <laughs> I, what, what's let me get it. Let me get it here on you. This is his face. <laughs> what's the old song i've seen better days <laughs> talk, Listen, about, talk about i'll it. be honest i'll be honest i got caught up as a prisoner of the moment the ravens were were looking hot since since lamar jackson came back from his covid designation that team had taken off they were running over everybody and i must i mistook the Ravens Titans matchup for who the Ravens were going to be throughout the playoffs when really that was a game designed to take the Tennessee Titans out the playoffs and get their revenge. When it came to the Buffalo Bills, I was right about one thing. This defense was going to hold Buffalo back. They weren't going to go crazy on them like they were everybody else. You know, they held them to 17 points. The problem was they couldn't score either. And I, first off, let's talk about the anomaly. What's my thing? Who do I not like Vinny? In the he NFL, does Tucker count on this list? He doesn't, but he's still a kicker. Like and what happens Tucker. here? I've had I've had two very memorable moments with Justin Tucker this season. Needing to get into a playoff matchup in our Dan Patrick League, and Justin Tucker had to score five points, and he he was going to get into one kick, and the the announcers are sitting there <laughs> purposely trying to jinx this man. <laughs> And then on on Sunday, when he knocks two off the post, two? I want to bring up something here. I want to bring up something here. You brought up fantasy football. You brought up Justin Tucker. My dad, if he's still in here, he drafts Justin Tucker, I believe normally in like the seventh round (laughs) of fantasy drafts. And my dad is a very, very successful fantasy football guy, very successful fantasy sports guy. But he drafts just this. He like his guys. Justin Tucker is like a guy for him. It is insane to me, but it it works. But Justin Tucker in that game, it was a windy game. Can you blame the wind here? Is that no? I can't because I've watched Justin Tucker beat the wind. I think I think there no, but I think there is a lot more to this Ravens team. It's been what I've been saying since the beginning of the season for Baltimore, since the beginning of the playoffs for Baltimore. The Ravens, look at your faces. I just can't believe the solo shot. <laughs> the Ravens, though, they need a weapon. They need a playmaker. Marquise Hollywood Brown is not the guy. for. To, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a good, deep threat. Des Bryant, good, deep threat. There's Willie Sneed, another good, deep threat. They've built this off. Well, I have off- to hear you say that. They've they've built this offense around Lamar Jackson and his speed type of offense, so they get him speed type of players around him. But there's so much more to building an offense around than just speed. They have to bring in someone who can get go up and get the ball and make contested catches. Marquise Brown's not that. Willie Snead's not that. Des Bryant used to be that. He's not that anymore. They have to address that in the offseason. Their defense is good. 
Their offensive line is fine. They have got to bring in a weapon for Lamar Jackson or they will not be back. I, I can almost – I want to say this right now. We can come back to this episode. If the Ravens do not address their weapons in this offseason, they will not make it this far. They will lose in like the divisional round next year. That team you can't you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Okay? Lamar Jackson got over his hump. He did. He's great. He won a playoff game. Get the man weapon so he can actually throw the ball. He's a decent passer. He is a decent passer. I don't like this comment here. I don't like Juju. I don't think he's that good of a player. That's personal. What? No, it's not. No, mine's not personal. I don't think I love I, I don't care about the dancing on the low. Uh, that's fine. I don't think Juju's that good of a player. He was great with Antonio Brown. He was great being the number two guy. But the past two seasons, he's been the guy. And what has he done? Hold on, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Before I say what I'm going to say, look, I no, Juju was not spectacular. But last season, which quarterback was going to throw in the ball in any day? You had Duck Hodges throwing this man the ball, number one. That That's a – that's a that's, lot to go for from Ben Roethlisberger throwing you a thousand yard season to Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph, depending on what Sunday it was. This, and this year, this year with the emergence of Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron taking touches away. I mean, all Ben did was spread the ball around because they had so many weapons. You're not going to see a, pro, a prolific Juju Smith-Schuster. This is a, this is a, a normal thing that happens to certain receivers where there's just years in their little outbreak where they're not the focus. The weapons thing is is another terrible excuse. Antonio Brown, Lev Bell, who was their tight end at that time? I can't remember who their tight end was at that time. There was someone decent. Um, I I know exactly. Of course, if you hadn't asked me, I would have said it right out loud. It wasn't Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald wasn't there at that time, or he wasn't like he didn't have an emergency at that time. Might have been, but either way, but that's still different. That's still different because you had at that point you had three people. You had the killer bees. At this point, you have three other receivers to contend with. Those are people who are actually catching the ball. Le'Veon Bell caught the ball to an extent, but he's still coming out the backfield. They're, it's not like they abandoned the run game. There's still a James Conner who they were trying to get the ball. That's a lot of touches to go around. And like they like to say in basketball, there's only one ball. It can only go to one person. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, he's, I'm not saying Juju's a guy. I'm not saying Juju with Lamar Jackson is going to be the upgrade they need. But what I am saying is don't count Juju out all of a sudden because he's had a bad year and a subpar year. That's all I'm saying about that. I am I am throwing it out. I don't I'm not a big Juju like Heath Miller. Thank you, Jose. At the tight end at the time though, what was Heath Miller the guy at that time? Was he was there? It sounds right. It sounds familiar. I mean, because Vance McDonough came back in, there was one other guy afterwards. I don't know. I I said Heath Miller is a guy like that. It's like a Steelers legend, I feel like, though. Like, he's a big name. I don't know if he was there for You keep that. going. I'll figure it out. Okay, you, you you get on it, though. I'm not a big Juju guy. Either way, though, the Ravens need to bring in a playmaker, and that kind of leads me to what my next question for you, though, is these teams that got eliminated, Cleveland got eliminated, Baltimore got eliminated, the Rams got eliminated, and the Saints got eliminated. What do these teams need to do to get over this hump? Baltimore's is obviously to get another weapon. Pick a team, any team like. I'm, I'm holding up the deck of cards here. Saints, Rams, Browns. What do Pick a team, any team you like. What do they need to do to get over this hump and make it to the AFC Championship? I, I thought about it a different way. You know, I was thinking about which team really had the hardest road back. 
Okay. And for me, I, I think I think it's gonna be the Rams. Like, for instance, you know, the Saints, the Saints, if if Drew Brees retires, they're not looking for much. I mean, they've got they've got Taysom Hill there who thinks he's ready to take over the reins. They got Jameis Winston there, who I believe with Sean Payton will drop by at least 10 interceptions, right? You know, someone who's who's been a starter in the league, who was supposed to have a great career, just hasn't really hit the bill yet. So I think they would be fine. They keep their defense the way it is. They've got weapons, so on and so forth. Um, the the Browns, can they recreate? That's the question. You know, the AFC North, can they recreate? But when it comes to the the Rams, that offense is nowhere near the offense we revered three years ago. They're nowhere near being explosive and tricking us at the line of scrimmage and not knowing what's coming. Not to mention they are in one of the now toughest divisions in the NFL in that NFC West. So I think for them, they're going to have the toughest road back. And the, the worst part about it is their question might be their quarterback. There are serious questions on if Jared Goff is the guy. And I know yeah. they just paid him, but is he the guy? And especially when Andrew Whitworth most likely retires this year. The answer is there. The answer is on the roster for quarterback. And his name is Blake Bortles. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Speaking of speaking oh of segue, that's another segue here. I I I want to know what these teams need to do to get over this hump. And I looked at who the upcoming free agents are, and the Ravens need to go get Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a free that agent. Is going to want to play with a legit quarterback. He's played with Blake Bortles. And he's played with Mitch Trubisky. He's played with Nick Foles his entire career. That's not good. Baltimore, if there's any type of priorities this offseason, you let Mark Ingram go. You let RG3 go. Save that money and throw every chip in getting Allen Robinson. But, AJ, let's get into these matchups here with what is coming in these playoffs here. We've got the Chiefs and Bills. We've got the Packers and the Bucks, and let's give everyone an update on what our brackets look like, what our bracket, what our original, these are the original brackets here, okay? From the beginning, yeah. everything might seem jumbled up because obviously we're not perfect. <laughs> but I have a, a, I have a perfect AFC. AJ has a perfect AFC. And both of us thought the Saints would be in the NFC championship game, and they are not. But I have the Packers, that is correct. And AJ has... The Bucks, AJ, pick a game. Wait and... a minute. What? What? Wait a minute. What? Oh, what you did say it was an old one. You did say it was an old one. So, if you want to, if you want to remind everyone, if they also, if you didn't listen to last week's show, go back and listen to it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, because then you'll get to see how I won that bet uh, with Devonte Adams against Jalen Ramsey. Oh, by the way, just wanted to oh, point my God. that out. I wanted to bring that up. I I owe you an apology. Last week, I wanted to go. I, I, I came out and I said, okay, Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams, matchup of the century. Jalen Ramsey is going to win this matchup. This matchup he's going to win. He's going to shut down Devontae Adams. He's not going to have 50-plus yards and a touchdown. And, well, Devontae Adams had a touchdown, all right, and he beat Jalen Ramsey all night long. All night long. Nine receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And it was amazing how they did it because you're, you're taking this defense, that game, that Matt LaFleur called a brilliant game. Like, by the third quarter, the defense was just 
you could see the visible frustration. They couldn't understand how they were getting beat every which way, how receivers were wide open and getting behind the defense, a secondary that's been picking people off and taking it to the house over and over again, week in and week out. And you could see visibly their frustration with how this was going down. Aaron Rodgers had receivers where he needed them. They took Devontae Adams, got him his touchdown, and then kept him in the 10-yard area and then let Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling eat. They were down the field all day. Aaron Jones, I was about to say, all I, day long. That I said that that is what is going to have to happen if, if the Packers are going to win. They're going to need to have Aaron Jones and those those secondary weapons step up because Devontae Adams didn't have that great of a game. He didn't – I mean, Lazard had a better game than him. Aaron Jones on the ground had a, a – in, in comparison, he had a better game than him. That's what the Packers needed, and this Packers offense is – Scary man. They don't. They didn't. I, I, even got, I got to disagree. What? I got to disagree with Devontae Adams. They didn't have a good game because this is something I said last week when we had this conversation too. The young, I didn't mean. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I, you're taking for granted these receptions. Nine receptions is a big deal. That, that's a big deal of, of the offense that night. That's playing within it. On the stat sheet, the fit. The, what did he have? Fifty-six yards total. What? Something like 66 that. Sixty-six yards. Sixty-six yards. 66 yards. That's a that's a good game. That's a good game. What other decoy do you know has nine receptions, sixty six yards, and a touchdown? I'm just saying the Packers needed to have their secondary options step up, and they did. And I'm telling you, man, that's a good Rams defense that they just played. That is yes, a is. very good Rams defense that they just played, and literally they just it looked like it was easy for the Packers. It, they are a great. Yeah. Team. Now, I want to answer this one question here. We've already got some answers in the comments. So, a part of the concussion protocol. Oh, whoa, that is not. Yeah, I was say, I was like, wait, what? A part of the con- the concussion protocol for Patrick Mahomes that he is still in. One of the major rules that he has to that, that he has to pass before playing on Sunday is he has to get in a full practice. He has to be a full participant in practice. And according to Adam Schefter. That's what Patrick Mahomes did today. He took all of the snaps in practice. Andy Reid Andy Reed came out and said it in his press conference. He said, Patrick Mahomes took all the snaps in practice, and he said he feels good. So I, I don't see I don't see uh, Patrick Mahomes missing this game. Now, he's taking sna- all the snaps on a Wednesday. So there is plenty of time for him to get back. Like, it's not even like he's missing time. Normally, you'd say, okay, if he only took, like, one, one actual practice of reps – you're like, okay, maybe he's a little rusty, but it's Wednesday. They still have at least two more practices before before kickoff on Sunday. So he is going to get even more reps in, and he is going to be a full go on Sunday, I think. It's not confirmed. Something crazy yeah. might happen, but I think there's, he's definitely going to play. There's, there's, he's not missing this game. Like, there's no way that's happening. Like, it's crazy to me. T- tell me, do you think, like, did it look like he really got hit that bad? Like, I watched that replay a few times trying to figure out where the concussion came from because it looked like uh, the head got the shoulder, he dropped to the ground, he fell a little awkwardly, but, like, for the life of me, I could not see where he got a concussion. And even when he went to the back, I was like, this is is nuts because back-to-back days, you're having two of the most prolific quarterbacks leave the game with concussions. Uh, And that's that's on the NFL to be like to show – I feel like they didn't let Pat Mahomes back in. I know this is far-fetched because they were showing that they're serious about concussions. You know, like you would talk about this one as a mild concussion. 
they don't really use that term anymore. They try to stay away from that because they don't want to downplay these concussions in the NFL. But from no moment, I was surprised that he wasn't coming back in, but there was no moment that I think he wasn't going to be ready to go this week. You want to know why he didn't come back in? Because they had Chad Henney come in, and he <laughs> ended up getting the biggest first down of the playoffs. Oh, yes. man. I want to say that I when I was watching the game on Sunday, I saw they they needed that big first down, and I was like, oh, my God, are they going to actually go for it? And then they did, and I was like, okay, before the before the snap, I was like, they have to go for this or they're going to lose this game. The Chiefs are going to lose this game if they did not go for this. And yeah. Andy Reid comes in clutch, calls the play of the century. Let's mm-hmm. Chad, not only not only does he let Chad Henney take control of the play, but Chad Henney throws the ball and he gets a first down. <laughs> he gets a first down. Anything gonna you literally put the game in a quarterback that doesn't get that hardly gets any reps. In practice, a quarterback that has seen that has seen better days definitely. You let him come in, and there's so many things that could happen that could be bad, and he ends up getting that first down. It, Chad, I mean, that's why. That's obviously why Patrick Mahomes didn't come in because Chad Henney's a legend. Okay, Jaguars legend. <laughs> you really put in for your Jaguar players, man. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Like that third down, that was surprising. Like when he took off and ran, it first it shocked me that nobody was in the realm of Chad Henning. Because I'd said to someone, I don't think he he ran that long in his whole 13-year career before. And then they robbed him of the first down. I, I thought he got it on the run himself. But that play, Andy Reid talked about it. You know, it took nothing for them to they knew they were going for it immediately because that's the type of offense that they run. They were ready to go. Eric Bienemy was ready to go, up in the booth was ready to go, and he and he said Chad Henning was ready to go. They knew the call. He got to the line. He made sure he got the look he wanted. He had the defense on their toes, and there was nothing you're going to do to stop Tyreek Hill. Like, what a call. You, you, you give them the hard count so they think you're you're just trying to get them to jump, and once you're waiting there, you're flat-footed, they snap the ball, and there's nothing you can do anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, just that's just the way of running the running the game. Chad Henney's a consummate professional. They said Everybody spoke so highly of him, like he would at the end of a player doing something like that as in sending you to the AFC Championship. But I mean, this guy, he, he practices day in and day out as if he's going to play that week and it paid off. So, so we brought Browns. up a lot of big names here. We brought up a lot of big names here. And before we get into our predictions, I really, really wanted to do this here. And everyone in the chat, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your personal opinions on this. We've got a lot of big names in the playoffs right now. A lot of great, great players in the league. You got Tom Brady, you got Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree stars everywhere josh in this, like, this, is, this is josh allen of course stefan diggs lots of star players i wanted to rank these star players here okay i wanted to see your thoughts and everyone in the sure. chat's thought i want to see what you have so let's start at the quarterback position there's four quarter five quarterbacks including chad henney there's four oh, quarterbacks God. playing right now go ahead and list your in order your top four quarterbacks remaining in the playoffs Chad Henney first, in order today, in order today, or are we talking about what they've done in their hey, career, hey, what their the career playoffs. looks like this oh, no, season? No, 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 no. Just for the playoffs right now, going into these games, who's the number one quarterback, number two quarterback, three, four, and fans in the chat, let us know your one, two, three, and four quarterback position of the quarterback still remaining. All right. Number one, going, going into this week. 
Number one for me, it's it's going to be Pat Mahomes. Uh, and number two is so close. I could flip flop going into these games. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, oh, that that's number not, three. That's not one. Hmm? Yeah, Aaron and, and I mean it's it's that close. Looking at the season he had and what he looks poised to do right now, Aaron Rodgers is a scary man right now. I'm not even going to deny that. Like I'm not feeling super great about my pick this weekend, but either way, we're going to roll with it because that's how you know I was built and bred. So. Mahomes is going to be number one for me. Uh, Rodgers is number two for me. Josh Allen's number three, and Tom Brady's number four. Yeah, I would have I would have that similar thing, but I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna flop I'm gonna flip flop Mahomes and Rodgers. Rodgers is playing lights out, dude. Like I mean, you have Mahomes coming in on a concussion right now. Obviously, yeah. he's going to be healthy. He's going to be 100. Whatever. Aaron Rodgers is still the guy. He just put up a ton of points on a great. Great Ram defense. I get Aaron Donald was not healthy. You still had a healthy secondary, and Aaron Rodgers was a an absolute monster against the, against the Rams. Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady. I still think we should give a lot of credit to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has also yeah. looked very good, and that's really yeah. really all. A, a lot of credit should go to Stephon Diggs at the Stephon wide receiver position. Yeah. That's what I'm going to ask you next. Rank the the four best receivers in the playoffs right now. Counts by the way. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's a wide. He's basically a wide receiver. Well, that's not even cool. Rank, that's rank like the top four pass catchers in the playoffs top right now. Pass catchers. Four pass catchers in the playoffs right now. In the playoffs right now. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Diggs over Adams, huh? Diggs over Adams. If we're doing it how we just did the QBs and what yeah. Stefan Diggs has meant to Josh Allen. Now, I, I think it was great the way that Devontae Adams adjusted into the game plan. Again, I don't think it was a happenstance that he had nine receptions and not 100 yards. I'm pretty sure they wanted it that way to get some of these other guys going because they are going to need them the further in the playoffs they go. Devontae Adams is a monster. Don't get me wrong. But what Stefan Diggs having a career year what he's done for Josh Allen, what Josh Allen has done for him. I mean, look at the way, look at the way they're drawing plays up for him. The touchdown he scored, granted, the Ravens dropped the ball on that, on that play, that little screen they had to get him into the league. But look, I, I have to get right now today, Stefan Diggs. A shout out Aaron Mukes in the sideline to sideline podcast. He's got it right here, man. He's got it right here. Diggs, Diggs has been nice. He's been great for him, but Devontae Adams has been incredible for Aaron Rodgers. Mine would be Adams, Diggs, Kelsey. Oh man. I'm not putting uh, Evan. Someone put Evans in here. Bailey put Evans in here. I'm not. Evans is not on my list. Yeah. Evans can't be on my list. He has just not been that yeah, good. One reception, right? Yeah. One reception last week. For, yeah. It was for a touchdown. That's another, thing. that's another shout out to Tom Brady. Tom Brady won that game without really his weapons, just without his star weapons coming up yeah. clutch no godwin no evan no no real performances from those guys yeah. and he's moving well but no it's it's adams Diggs, kelsey hill for me i think that's as easy as it comes though i think that one's you're more than likely right i get it but look hey you're just trying to play deshaun, deshaun watson deshaun watson is oh not deshaun watson i'm, I'm just hyped still <laughs> <laughs> stefan Diggs, him in the playoffs man like the amount of times he was robbed in Minnesota <laughs> or was robbing people in Minnesota, what that, what transpired there, I've just been really impressed. You know, I knew he'd have a season. He's a great receiver. I wasn't prepared for what he did this season. And, oh, and, no. and Devontae Adams, I knew he'd do that. 
Devontae Adams is great. Today, right now, it, for me, Stefan Diggs and Adams. Who knows? That's next week, maybe you ask me the same question next week, maybe well, different. Next, next week, neither of them might be in the playoffs anymore. We don't know. But we're, what we're going to do is we're going to get into our predictions. Fans, this is your time. Want to let everyone know. Drop your predictions in the chat. Also, coming up after the show, make sure you stick around for the live chat with the boys. Okay? Final five, baby. <laughs> five, five. I changed it. It's the final countdown. We go way over five minutes. It just doesn't work. Anymore. <laughs> it's just the final countdown because we love talking to our fans. It's great. But it's prediction time. I want to let everyone know. I want to remind everybody what the bracket looks like. The final four. It's the Chiefs and the Bills, the Packers and the Bucks for a shot at a trip to Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. Hey, look here. You go first, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you have me go first. You have me go first, and everything else the quarterbacks, the receivers. We didn't even rank running backs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one it's is Aaron Jones and no Aaron one else. And no, yeah, it's Aaron Jones and then literally no one else. Leonard Fournette <laughs> would probably be next, though. That one, that one actually might be a better talking point because there's there's actual discussion in that one. Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette has to be that, he has to be the second back. After what he's done in Tampa the past two games? Yeah, but that's because Ronald Jones has been hurt. I mean, he, Ronald Jones will be back in the fold. We're going to talk about that. We're, we don't have to do anything. Who would, you put, who would you put over him, though? Would you put Lev Bell? No. No, no, no. no. That would be the three. No, no, no. They would be the three. It'd be, it'd be Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, and Leonard Fournette, and those last two are flip-flop if they need to be. So let's get into it. Okay? Are you ready? It's, it's mm -hmm. time. It's time to, to let everyone know what the final predictions are. I'm going to start first in the AFC. It's the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh, man. I want to remind Look everyone. Look at that chat. Look at that chat. Blowing up, blowing up predictions after predictions after predictions. Wow. There are good predictions in here so far. Oh, man. This is what my bracket looks like. In the end, I have the Chiefs and the Packers. Oh, my <laughs> for everyone who can see this is my face i'm very concerned and that's my face <laughs> this is aj's face oh and hey this is also aj's face. let me actually turn to aj 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 what do you what do you think is going to happen in uh in the afc championship well this he's is... like your gnome. he's like your gnome these pictures are like your gnome useless and doesn't talk no i am very torn at this and like i said last week when we were doing the what was it? The Bucks. We were talking about the Bucks Saints, and I was like, okay, I have the Saints in my first original predictions. I have the Saints being in the NFC Championship, and then I was like, oh man, I don't like what I see from the Saints. This is the same thing. This is the same thing here, where I'm like, I don't like what I see from the Chiefs. I don't think this is the same Chiefs team that we've seen, and I think the Bills are playing hot. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go against everything that I said, and I'm going with the Bills. I'm going to mm. go with the Bills here. I'm taking the Bills. They mm. beat the Chiefs. I think the Bills beat the Chiefs, let's say, oh, let's say 42-38. Let's say 42-38 Bills. A lot of points. A lot of points. 42-38 Bills. And once again, that goes against my bracket. And I'm okay being wrong here because the Bills are going to win. AJ, what do you got? I'm disappointed in you. I'm yeah. disappointed in you. We've been buddy. We've been Chiefs buddies for so long. I mean, I'm sorry. 
Nah, it's not even about that. Last week, you made this big old declaration about who was going to be in your Super Bowl. You were adamant about the Packers versus the Chiefs. And then you come in here today, and the first thing you do is flip. Come on, man. You got to stick to your, you got to stick to your guns, okay. bro. And, and no, 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 no. No, I mean, look, you did what you had to do. Hold on. Change my mind. Change my mind. If you're sticking with your guns here, you're I don't. Change your mind. Look, I don't think you have. I don't think you've seen anything that tells you that you need to worry about the Chiefs. No, they didn't have the outlook they had that we had. You're not going to see a team do exactly what they did last year. The thing, look, these teams were otherworldly last year. Of course, they're going to regress. They played at such a high level last year, they had to regress. Of course, they're going to come down. And when they come down, they're still winning teams. But here's the thing. This team is capable of doing it whenever they want and whenever they need. We saw them down 24 points last season. They won by double digits. We saw them down in double digits every game on their playoff run last season. They won by double digits all the way to the Super Bowl. There is no way, especially after what you just saw, the way these Browns were hungry and how Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy held firm in their game plan. They didn't get Chad Henney and go, oh, no, now we have to close half the playbook. Everything is wide open for any player on this team. Then you say 42 to 38. You think Tyron Matthews letting 38 points happen on his head? Tyron <laughs> Matthews don't play, bro. This defense is, is much better than they appear to be. They're, they're one with each other. They understand where they need to be. They do their job plus. There is nothing that should tell you that you need to worry about the Kansas City Chiefs this week. It's you, brought to, you brought me back down to earth, and now I'm I'm really to, I like it. I can't go back on it. Now. I felt like I you can't. I, I won't can't, let you <laughs> I go back on it. Now. I picked the Bills. I'm sticking with the Bills. Okay, I'm sticking with the Bills. I'm holding my guns. I think that this Bills team, there's they're riding too much momentum here. I think the Bills are riding really high right now. I don't think we've seen. I think we've seen. I mean this this Bills team, other than what they they had a a really bad loss. What was it against Tennessee during that COVID yeah. week? That was really yeah. their only bad loss. Didn't these teams play? How, did the Bills play the Chiefs this year? I have to look this up. The, the Bills, I think they played the Chiefs. I I don't recall. Um, and if they did, it'd been so long ago. I, I don't. This is tough, yeah. man. It's real. I'm gonna. I, I'm, I don't locking think it is. In. No, I'm locking it in. I'm going Bills beat the Chiefs. Let's see. They did not play. They did not play the Chiefs this season. I'm, oh, even worse. Here's my thing. Like, what about this defense makes you think they're going to stop Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Clyde edwards Hilaire may be back this week. Uh, I'm not sure if that means anything. I don't know oh. what he'll be at. Yeah, I'm about to say like week seven, right? Well, yeah, week, yeah. Week six. Week six, 26-17 was the final. The Chiefs won. Yeah, that was when the, uh, the Bills had their little uh, – <laughs> Little little slowdown after they started the season so hot, and everyone started questioning what they were going to be. TJ Yeldon. I, <laughs> oh, <stop it. laughs> Yeldon. I, yeah, I, I just don't see how you can do it. Uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they they do what needs to be done to win. Like, yeah, sure, they they had a little loss to the Raiders, and the Raiders held them at bay the second game. I think the Chiefs win. It's going to be because of coaching. I don't think. I I don't think. I I think it's going to be the experience of Andy Reid showing his like the game plan itself, shutting down certain guys. I think that's what it comes down to. But I think I'm sticking with the Bills. I'm locking it. In. I'm hitting the button. I'm locking it in. 
Bills, the Chiefs. On the other side here, this one's easy to me. This one's not hard. It's the pack. This one's not Ooh. hard at all. I, I, I don't even need to like we go on to the other side here. Packers, Bucks. The Bucks have a chance to play in the Super Bowl in their own home town. That, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. But they don't get it because the Packers win. The Packers are too damn good, man. Packers are too good. Are you on the are you on board with this? Or are you going Bucks? You've been hot. You um, went to the Bucks game. You went and to I'm staying and, and I'm staying firm. Just like I did on the AFC side. I do have the Bucks in this game. Look, we just watched the Bucks take on a New Orleans Saints team that beat them twice this season. The last one was 38 to 3. They came back and put it on. We just watched the Packers do what they've been doing all season. Their offense has been hot. You are correct. But as I lamented week the first week of the playoffs and the second week of the playoffs, every single week, somehow. This Bucks team adds back one of their studs on the defensive side of the ball. Devin White came back and was a monster in that game against the Saints. Fumble recovery, interception, critical third down stops. Now they got Vita Vea coming back on the line to line up next to Jason Pierre-Paul. And if you are wreaking havoc in that backfield on Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, that secondary gets, gets to go to work. Sean Murphy bunting has stepped up. Jamal Dean has stepped up. I'm not saying by any like you said it's not going to be easy. I think it's going you know, to. I, I I st- I still got the bucks, bro. I got really? the bucks. And it, 20, 24, 20, 24, 21, <laughs> something like. That's an insane stat here. This is an insane stat from our guy Aaron here. Mahomes is twenty four and one in his last twenty five games. He's got to lose sometime, right. right? He's got to lose sometime. Yeah, that's easy. Next season okay. again to the Raiders. Get out of here. <laughs> I've got I've got the Packers playing the Bills in the Super Bowl. You have the Bucks playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh boy, buckle up. These are gonna this is the match. I think this is like when we look at the playoff bracket, we're like, okay, what matchups do we want to see in the end? This is it. This is it. Okay. It can't get any better than this. This Next uh, week's football show is going to be so much fun. Oh man, you are not going to want to miss it. But, AJ, it's time to wind down. It's time to settle mm-hmm. everything down. We've got some great predictions. We do. No, we don't. Technically, we don't. Because all <laughs> these beautiful listeners here that are in the chat right now, you guys can stay tuned because – after we audio close this, we are going to stay on the live stream and be able to talk with you guys one-on-one or two-on-one, two-on-two, whatever you want to do the ratio. We're going to talk to you guys in the chat. We're Any questions, talking points, we're going to make it happen. AJ, do you have any final words before we close the show out? Yeah, go ahead and drop your questions for these upcoming games this weekend. Uh, drop any questions you have for any other sports you want to talk about. And don't forget, next uh, on Sunday, Vinny, AJ, our, our buddy Dylan Kearns from the Big City Podcast. Maybe we can get Aaron Meeks to stop by and uh, jump in. We are going to be covering Championship Week live before the games, halftime of the games, after the games. Be there with us. It's going to be fun just like every other time. Hit that like. Hit that share. Hit that subscribe. Tell everybody. Where can they find us, buddy? Rough cut under core sports. Twitter. Rough Cut Sports. Look how beautiful that is on Facebook and the Rough Cut Sports cast on Instagram. Thank you, fans, so much. I can't wait to talk freely with you guys. 
in the uh, final countdown. Audio people, get in here. Let's have some fun with you. Get in here. Let's go. Let's go. Those people that are still in here, don't go anywhere because we are going to have a chat after this. Adios, turd nuggets. We will see you next time.